Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It is August 4th. It's 2020, and we have 10 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Blenderhead, Jordan Cooper. How are you doing, my friend? Good. Did long time no podcast. We got baseball going on. Uh, in the past week, I've uh, come tw- twice in two top tens in large field GPPs. So uh, I'm hoping I'm, ga- I'm getting closer and closer, but with the shortened season, I got I got to get there quicker. Yeah, well, you're, you're on the podcast, and we know what happens when you do the podcast. So um, I've been on plenty of podcasts where I've lost. So don't don't, <laughs> don't play that game. That happened like the first two times, and it was like oh, lucky charm. That that runs. Well, it's the first one of the season. Does that count? Like, you know. Oh yeah, well, because the first one of the season, the first the first morning grind podcast I ever was on. The next day, I won like twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, Christy, um, the one that did the podcast with me last week, uh, Creighton, she won um, the $25 tournament over there in the FanDuel the day after. So there you go. Uh, okay, well, well, well let, let's see what – you're going to see what takes I have, and maybe maybe it doesn't work out because <laughs> I may get a little bit crazy on this slate. All right, well, 10 games. Um, obviously, a lot to talk about on the slate. So let's uh, let's jump right in. Mets, National, Stephen Matz, Patrick Corbin. Um, any interest here in Stephen Matz? Uh, I'm more interested in stacking the, the the Nationals against him. Yeah, I don't really like Matz here either. Um, average strikeout rates, um, you know, numbers against righties, nothing great. A lot of hard to soft contact, um, a lot of hard contact. And um, Washington just doesn't strike out against left-handed pitching. So I'm not looking at Stephen Matz here. Patrick Corbin on the other side, we get a guy that has some strikeout upside. Uh, do you have any interest in him? I think on this slate, there's a lot of pitching options. I don't like any of them, but they, they all have flaws. But they, they, they're, they're a fair amount of good pitchers on this slate between like 8 and 9K, and there may be one really cheaper that some people may be playing. We'll get to that game. Uh, I'm not sure if I need to spend 10.4K on DraftKings for Corbin. I think with the, the Mets power lefty bats in Washington, which is a ballpark upgrade, I think I'd be more interested in in playing like the lefty one-offs against him rather than spend 10.4 on him. Yeah, like I have some interest here. Um, you know, we'll have to see how – how the slate kind of shapes out as far as ownership goes. The only thing that like I worry like 10, four highest price pitcher on the slate. There's some guys below him that I do like on this slate. So I'm not saying Corbin's a must play. I'm saying like his strikeout rate is the highest on the slate. So we got to respect that. Um, you know, let's talk bats here. Sounds like Brian Dozier is going to play in this game. Pete Alonzo, uh, J.D. Davis. Um, so they have some righties that they can throw here against Corbin. Like, I think Conforto, uh, we'll have to see about McNeil. He was scratched late on um, Monday. So we'll have to see what this lineup looks like. But um, I think that's going to depend on, like, if I go Corbin or if I go stacking the Mets here. Well, I don't even – I don't mind the lefties against Corbin if I'm stacking. And if I'm playing – like, if Davis is in, he's 3,800. Uh, we may get Rosario leading off at 4,200. There's a lot of questionables because McNeil, well, you know, had back tightness this past night. So he may not be in. So, like, I don't mind Conforto against lefty-lefty because no one's going to play him. Alonzo at 4,700, I mean, if, if you've been watching, it seems like he never swings the bat anymore. He watches so many pitches. He gets walks. But, like, I'm not a – I'm not – because no one's going to go here with the lefties in the lineup. But I – seriously, in Washington, I don't mind lefties against Corbin if they're going to come in at 2% owned. So, I think playing a Rosario, Rosario Alonzo, J.D. Davis, Conforto, Dozier at 3,400, or Ramos, a catcher at 3,100. Because I, I think on a 10-game slate, I, no one's going to play the Mets. I mean – Maybe no one plays Corbin. Maybe he ends up being only 10% owned, but no one's going to play the Mets against him. Yeah. Um, you know, for those reasons, I think they're definitely in play as well. You look at some of the ISO on these guys and they hit left-handed pitching like Dozier, Davis, Alonzo, obviously. So the upside is there. Um, the Washington side of things, like I said, Matt's um, pretty average stuff and, this team just doesn't strike out. They're going to put the ball in play a lot here against Steven Matz. It's just really going to depend on, you know, are we getting singles, doubles, home runs? Like, the ball is going to be put in play here. 
Yeah, and I think uh, if Juan Soto is back, I don't know who's going to pay 4900 for him, lefty-lefty. But I, I don't mind Kendrick. I don't mind as dribble Cabrera. I mean, just like in order to stack them, you'll need to you pretty much need to play Turner and Soto. And that kind of raises that stack price on a 10 game slate. They do have a 5.2 implied run total currently. So like, I don't, I don't mind targeting them. It's just that on this slate, we're going to find a lot of opportunities for bats in the high to high four K's and the low five K's. So it's just how much do you want to prioritize the nationals? I think I'm more likely to just take the cheaper one-offs, take a Kendrick, take a Cabrera, and not worry about the stack. Yeah, um, Juan Soto's first day eligible is today. So we'll have to see if he's in the lineup or not. Um, Washington had a longer, like, period than the MLB um, as far as, like, testing. And, like, today's the first day he's actually eligible to play as far as, like, D.C. because of the 14-day quarantine. So, um you know, if he's in there, obviously it's a boost to the lineup, even with Steven Matt's lefty-lefty matchup. So definitely going to be looking at him if I'm lo- looking at Washington here. Uh, Blue Jays and Braves, Matt Shoemaker against Max Freed. Um, man, so sad to see, you know, the young pitcher for the Braves go down on Monday. I was like, Sirocco is such a good real-life pitcher, and um, it stinks that, like, he tore his Achilles and he's out for the year. But uh, any interest here, Matt Shoemaker? Uh, against the Braves, uh, on with the amount of pitching that's available, uh, the Braves have a 5.2 implied run total. Uh, Shoemaker in Atlanta just seems like trouble. Yeah, I don't like him here either. I, I don't typically like right-handed pitchers against the Braves. I don't typically like left-handed pitchers against the Braves. Um, Max Fried on the other side of this game, do you have any interest in him? I think people may go to him chasing the game log. 8,500. I mean, it's not, it's not bad against the Blue Jays. Just that I think, I think there are higher strikeout options at pitcher that are in similar price ranges that it doesn't, it's like on a different slate, I'd be like, okay, I'll get safe Max Reed, Max Reed, and, uh, you know, give me 18 points and that's fine. But uh, in Atlanta, I'm, I, I'd rather play the cheaper Blue Jays bats than play him. I actually like him a lot. Um, you look at this young Toronto team, and they strike out a ton. Like, everyone on this team, Hernandez tells if he's in the lineup, Biggio, Bichette, Gary L. Like, they all strike out at a really high clip. Now, they have some power, so obviously that's scary, but Max Fried does a great job limiting damage by throwing ground balls. He's 8,500, and this guy is a guy that's capable of 25-plus. So, I like Freed a lot. I'm a sucker for the Atlanta young pitchers anyway, but this matchup on paper looks really, really good depending on what lineup we see the Blue Jays roll out here. No, I want the righties. I want the Go righties. Go for it. Listen, I'm not saying don't stack against them. You, could, you, you do well, your thing. I'm not thing. even sure about stacking. Maybe one-offs. Maybe he's not a stackable <laughs> okay. pitcher. Okay, but I think I, I could play Bo Bichette at shortstop. I mean, the, the shortstop's a weak position typically, and you mix it in with the Vlad at, at 4,200. Teoscar Hernandez is on on a tear. He's thirty eight hundred, depending on where he is in the lineup. Bridgeck's under four K. So uh, yeah, with the amount of strikeouts, they'll get to kill rallies in that case. So may, maybe with all these outfielders, because the other, the only way to stack them, you got to play so many outfielders that it makes it less appealing. But uh, if I'm not going to play any Freed, I'll probably sprinkle some Blue Jay bats into into my my five X type stacks. Yeah, uh, I don't hate it. I. I probably won't do it. Like I said, I like Freed a lot here. I don't really love Toronto. Um, I do like Atlanta. I, I think they're really interesting on this slate. Like, first look at, the, uh, you know, on this slate, I actually think they could potentially come in a little lower own here. You know, we got cores, and Atlanta's priced up. And we, we've seen over the last few days already, like, priced up stacks when we have core slates. We're, we're seeing them come a little under-owned. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. that, that, I mean that's, that's kind of what I do every day. I look for the Devomit stacks as well as where the, uh, there's a Coors game. Let me grab some Dodgers because no one seems to want the Dodgers overpriced in like San Diego or something. Of course, that's not going to work out for me, but that's kind of what I do. So it, that, that this does fit the bill. And Shoemaker is no, no stranger to the, the long ball. Uh, it's just that to, to justify like Swanson's 5,000. I mean, yeah, Matt Adams looks good, but he, then then you can't play Freeman because they're both first base eligible. So this is the type of 
type of team that I'm not sure if I if I could stack them at this these prices. But uh, but one offs, sure, why not? Yeah, like. I, I like it. Acuna, Freeman. You mentioned like you can't play Adams and Freeman together on DraftKings. You can on FanDuel. Um, you know, that's always an interesting strategy on FanDuel. Take first, two first basemen from the same team. Uh, I've done that a couple times with Abreu and E5 already this season. So, um, yeah, I, I like Atlanta here. Toronto bullpen has been really shaky already. So, um, going to that well. Up next, we got Miami at Baltimore. Assuming this game plays, um, everything seems like it's going to play at this time. Pablo Lopez against John Means. Um, I'm seeing Pablo Lopez on some sites, and I'm seeing Caleb Smith on some sites. So, um, like the rest of the Marlins team, we have no idea. Um, if it's Pablo Lopez or Caleb Smith, do you have any interest in either one of these guys? I mean, it's against the Orioles, I guess, but, I mean, this is a big ballpark upgrade. I mean, Baltimore's a better hitting park. With the pitching options on the slate, I, I don't I don't see a need necessarily. If a different context to the slate matters. On a different slate, sure. If I want to play Lopez at seventy six hundred against Baltimore, ah, that's it's not horrible. Well, what's the upside there? I think I'm more likely to play bats in this game. The question is, who the hell's playing for Miami? Yeah, like they I read it I read the thing before we had started. Fifteen additions, like seven minor leaguers, three from waiver wire is like a lot of young people and guys that were sent down in the minors with expanded rosters going to be in this lineup. And it seems like DraftKings has priced most of them up. You're not getting them. You're not, you're not even getting them cheap. So may, maybe I do have interest in a guy like John means against them because who's the, who the, who's going to play the Marlins at, at mid 4k prices. Yeah. I don't think, anybody's going to play the Marlins on the slate. So we could, we could talk about that, but I actually, I'm the one that plays the Marlins so often. And if I'm not going to play him, that means no one's going to play him. Yeah. Like I have interest in means depending on what this lineup looks like. We have no idea what this lineup's going to look like. Like, so I, I honestly, I'm going to kind of leave my means take for, let's see what this lineup looks like. If it's a bunch of minor leaguers, like John means is in play a little bit. But, you know, the flip side of is it is it a bunch of minor leaguers with something to prove when they have a chance to take some major league at-bats against a guy with, like, means who doesn't typically strike out a bunch of guys? Yeah, and if Lewis Brinson is in the lineup, that's like a free K every, every time for the order. <laughs> him and um, him and Cervelli struck out a ton against left-hand pitching last season, too. No, so, but Lewis Brinson was priced at, like, 2K for a month straight. And he always got jammed into my projections. It's like, oh, five points for 2K. I got a one-off, one-off Brinson. I got, that's like the first thing I ever always had to do last season in lineup HQ. Just like bump, bump down Brinson's projections so I never get him. Um, yeah, so do you have any interest in the Marlins bats? Like, Not with Corey Dickerson's 4,700, no. How much is Birdie? Is he expensive too? Forty six hundred. They they price they, the DraftKings preemptively price these guys up. Brian Anderson's forty four hundred. VR is forty four hundred. They're I mean, all yeah, under three K on Fanduel. Yeah, we may get a cheap. We get may, may one cheap guy at twenty five hundred, but still, I'm not gonna play the Mar. I'm not gonna play the Marlins at these prices. They're not even a vomit stack. Yeah, it's it's tough to like them on this one. So. All right. Um, any interest in the Baltimore bats here? The Baltimore bats are cheap. They're cheaper than the Marlins. And Caleb Smith, uh, he could he could give up three home runs in a game, right? I get the Austin Hayes is forty two hundred. Santander is forty one hundred. Severino, Nunez, four thousand. You could you could make a a twenty k stack. Hanser Alberto. You play. I mean, they're they're righty heavy as it is. And Baltimore is a good hitting park. And I don't think anyone's going to play Baltimore. And uh, you need to find cheap bats. If you're going to play, like, two, even two 9K pitchers and maybe maybe a three-man from from an expensive team, like if you take three cores bats, you need to find a cheap stack. And it's tough to find a cheap stack on this slate against a pitcher that you feel comfortable stacking against. I feel much more comfortable stacking against Caleb Smith than a lot of the other pitchers on this slate in Baltimore. So Baltimore, if the Orioles are going to come in at sub-5% as a stack, then, uh, then give them to me. All right. 
All right, uh, moving on here. We got the White Sox and the Brewers. Lucas Giolito against Brandon Woodruff. Um, I think both these pitchers are interesting. Let's talk uh, Giolito first. Any interest in him? Uh, I, I normally would. It depends on what the bat says. The bat has a vendetta against Lucas Giolito. It hates him <laughs> completely. So if if Cardi if Cardi likes Giolito tomorrow, I'm gonna lock him into at least half my lineups because it never happens. So that's the only way I know. The only time I ever know to play Giolito is if he if he actually comes up well on that day. But against the Milwaukee, I mean the Milwaukee lineup with Braun out and Kane opting out is 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 not all that great. So I mean uh, Milwaukee has a four point four implied run total. Giolito does have upside, but of course he does have downside. I'm not saying that I'd like to get a lot of him at ninety one hundred, but uh, I'll 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 see what the bet says first, and then I'll make a decision. Yeah, like Logan Morrison's going to be in this lineup. Like outside of Yelich, like this lineup is um, Hira is good, but yeah, this team is this lineup's hurting. So it'd be interesting to see what the bat says. But either way, like I think Lucas Giolito facing a, a team that has one guy with a strikeout rate under twenty percent is very much in play on a ten game slate. And then on the other side, Brandon Woodruff, um, like he continues to show that he has some solid upside. Um, the White Sox are a boom-bust team. They strike out a lot, and they hit the ball really hard. So th- this is like one of those spots where you could have some Woodruff on some teams, and you can have the White Sox stack on some teams. Definitely. I think I'm more likely on this slate because the, the White Sox batters are not, like, cheap, cheap. I mean, you get, you get Grandal, in order to play catcher, he has 4,900. The bottom of the order kind of sucks. I mean – it's a mid-range stack, which I would normally be okay with, but I'm not a big fan of stacking against Brandon Woodruff. One-offs would be better, so I, I think I'm more likely to play Woodruff than White Sox. Yeah, me too. Like, you got to remember the Brewers' bullpen is legit. Like, they're very good, especially if you get the good end of the bullpen. So, I like Woodruff here. I stack the White Sox all over the place on Monday, but uh, this is a new day. So, you know, we just move on and we look at it. Like, Moncada just hit a home run, which helped me out a lot. So, you know. Me too. Look. It did me too. <laughs> I saw that. Wow. My green numbers should go up. There you go. Um, so, yeah. Especially like, since I, I used them as my one-off replacement when McNeil got scratched. So, like, all my McNeil lineups, just like, <laughs> screw it. Give me Moncada. So, so, this helps. That's even better. Um Let's talk any interest in the Brewers bats. Like I don't, I don't really have interest in bats in this game. No, I mean you could justify a one-off here and there, like if you want. But this doesn't, this doesn't seem like the game where, I mean, the totals eight and a half. I, I'm the, with the pitchers these pricings, this, this these prices. Like I can, uh, you could take Lewis Robert, you could take uh, a Logan Morrison if you want. But I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to spend money in this game on bats. You want to take a cheap bat? I'm not paying 5300 for Yelich in this game. Just I'm just passing. Royals and Cubs. Brad, Brady Singer against Kyle Hendricks. Um, looking like we're going to have the wind blowing in 10 to 12 miles an hour in this one as well, just as we saw on Monday. Not as much. You know, um, obviously 10 to 12 is way different than 17 to 19. Um, but I'll, have, I'll tell you, I bet you the MLB weather um, edge will say that this game is going to suppress runs and home runs. So we'll see. Um, do you have any interest here in Brady Singer? I mean, he's okay. I mean, I played him his last start. I'd rather not play him against the Cubs. I mean, there's just there's pitching options on the slate that I don't think we need to play Brady Singer. But if he wanted to because the wind blowing in and, uh, and I mean, the Cubs, there are strikeouts there. But, I mean, he has to get around – I mean, for a rookie, right? He's, he's he's young. To get around some of these experienced bats, I I don't think he gets blown up. But I'm not sure. Like, if am I going to play a large field GPP? Do I think Brady Singer can give me 20 points? I don't think so. If he gives me 10, 12 to 13, I'm probably happy. But it, it for large field GPPs, it's probably not going to be enough. Yeah, I, honestly, I'd rather just take like Hendricks in the same game for a little bit more, like. I'm not a huge Kyle Hendricks fan, but like this is a spot that like he could just go out and pitch like super efficient at like 95 pitches and and throw a really strong game here. Yeah, much more interested in Hendricks because the Royals, uh, I mean that they're, they're they're cheap, but like what are they going to do? I mean, if they, they with the wind blowing in, like they're going to have to string together 14 hits in order to kill you. So 
Like while they have cheap bats on their side, I'm I'm much more interested in Hendricks than than the Royals. Yeah, you know, you look at this lineup up and down. You know, they only have two guys with a woba over 340 against right-handed pitching since the start of last season with Merrifield and Soler. And both of those guys are righty. If the wind is blowing in from left field, you know, obviously that's going to suppress those two guys as well. So, honestly, I think this is a great spot for Hendricks. Um, I, I could always see playing Soler or O'Hearn as like one-offs, but I don't really have a ton of interest in this team. No, me neither. And then the Cubs... The wind is blowing in, but the prices are blowing out. Fifty-seven hundred for Kyle Schwarber? Are we kidding ourselves? What's going on here? Rizzo's fifty-four hundred. Good luck stacking this team in, in Wrigley in a wind-in game. Get out of here! I may not have any Cubs in my lineups. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I think you can always make the argument for like, I guess coming in at like super low ownership because of the pricing with the wind blowing in, but are they really going to, are they really going to do enough with the wind blowing in to like win a tournament at these prices? Probably not. Like, I don't Schwarber's think I more can... expensive than, than Arenado and story. It's <laughs> more expensive than all the, other than Mike Yastrzemski for the giants. The, the Braves are cheaper. And I, and I didn't even want to play the Braves at those prices, let alone the Cubs. So like the, if the K, hey, this is the type of slate. If the Cubs put up 10 runs here and I don't have any of them, then I just lose. And that's just the way it goes. That 1% outcome happens, whatever. There's no way I pay these prices. All right, moving on. We got uh, the Giants and the Rockies, Kevin Gaussman against Herman Marquez. Um, do you have any interest in either one of these guys? I know, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, it's we don't a even know slate. if he's actually going to pitch for the Giants, so we don't even know that. I know Herman Marquez is a good, like, real life pitcher. He's eighty one hundred on the slate. Look, we've already mentioned like multiple pitchers that at eight K that are not in cores that are playable. So if you, good luck with yourself if you want to play Marquez. Uh, the, the only thing is that maybe maybe it, it it sours me a little bit on the Giants. Uh, because Marquez is actually a pretty decent pitcher, but the Giants are actually priced down other than Yastrzemski uh, for cores that maybe I don't mind the Giants. Yeah, a lot cheaper than they were on Monday. I, I think, like, I don't think people really care who's pitching. They're still going to stack cores. So, um, I, listen, I play Marque- Marquez, like, every time he's on the road. Like, he is a guy that's, like, a staple for me when he's on the road. He, he's a really good pitcher. He's just – it just doesn't move like it, it does at normal elevation when they're playing in cores and like that really hurts the pitchers and like he's done well in cores before. Um, so it wouldn't shock me. I just can't do it on a slate that I like so many pitchers in this range. So uh, as far as the Giants bats, like Brandon Bell hits the ball up in the air a lot. Um, Yaz hits the ball up in the air a lot. Dickerson hits the ball up in the air a lot. Like these are the guys like that I'd be targeting the most out of this team. Um Yaz is Yaz is on like he is off to a really strong start to start the year. Um and at fifty nine hundred, I he might be the one giant that like people don't play because he's so expensive. Well, I think in a stack they'll play him. I mean, I think if you're stacking five guys, you're gonna want your Stremski in the stack. So I think like maybe you don't play him as a one off. But I mean, we have to see what this lineup looks like, whether or not, you know, if Sandoval's in or we get uh like Chadwick Trump. You like that name? Chadwick Trump sounds like the bully at a prep school. Like Chadwick Trump is going to take your lunch money. That's what it sounds like. But I mean, he's, he's going to come in cheap because Heineman is priced up. But let, let me take a look on, on DraftKings and see if Trump, they priced 3300 Yeah, good luck. Yeah, that, there's the truck catcher of the slate if he's in. Right? He hit a home run tonight. So uh, maybe they keep him in. Yeah, but that'll just make the, the stack price even even lower. So, like, I don't even – if Trump's in, I don't even mind playing Yastrzemski now in the stack because it makes up for one another. A $3,300 catcher with a $5,900 outfielder. But I know – I'm hoping people get scared off because of Marquez. Uh, that's why I need to check ownership. If the Giants come in at 20-plus percent ownership on a 10-game slate, I'm much less interested. But if they come in less because everyone wants to play the Rockies against Gausman, like, that, then, then I have more interest. I want to play the Rockies against Gaussman. Um. Well, everyone does. <laughs> wow. Wow. What a take. Shocking, seven right? Seven and a half run total. Great. Good. Um, for good reason. Like, Gaussman stinks. Like, he's 
I don't want to talk too bad about Kevin Gaussman. I think the Rockies are – obviously, I think they're the top stack on the slate, but, you know, when you're considering, like, price and ownership, there's better plays on the slate. But if I had to pick a team to score the most runs on this slate, I'd pick the Rockies. I, I would too. And that, Do we have to go through their lineup? Just everyone. everyone's an option, no matter who starts. Camp Hilliard, Tapia, whoever starts a catcher. I mean, obviously, you got Dahl, Story, Blackman – Arenado, and I don't care about it. People say, oh, Gosman uh, from three years ago has reverse splits and he's better against lefties. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's over the hill. Right? Gosman's not a good pitcher. So, okay, I'll take a reverse splits, not a good pitcher, regardless if he's better against, quote, better against lefties. It's an ear in course. They have a seven and a half run total. The Giants are going to are rolling out. Who knows who's pitching? Maybe Gosman doesn't pitch, but who, whoever does, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, Gaussman's a two-pitch guy, too. He's a fastball splitter. And if I remember correctly, splitters don't move as well in course. So, um, it's even worse. So, like, yeah, the Rockies are a stack. Like, just all of them are in play here. We move on. Dodgers, Padres, um, Dustin May against Denelson Lamets. Um, any interest here in Dustin May? If they're not going to let him go past, like, five innings, I can't pay 7500 on the slate with his other options for him. I think they're going to be very careful with him all year. Um, not only do I think they'll be careful, he, he he's not like Walker Buehler or some of these other guys where he can go out and just dominate, you know, a few innings to get to like six innings and pitch 75 to 85 pitches. Like he works around the zone and like he works up full counts and like he's just not as efficient as some of these other guys. So like – I think like a ceiling game is six innings for him on a slate where we have a ton of options. I, I'm with you. I can't play Dustin May here. Um, and then I don't play right-handed pitching against the Dodgers. Like, Denelson Lamette, he's legit. Like, he he's shown us plenty of st- good games. I just – where's your upside? This team is loaded. The bench is loaded. Like, this team is a World Series favorite for a reason. Right. If you're going to pay 9500 for Lamette, just go up and pay for Corbin. He's 9500 Oh, my right. gosh. Right. If, if, if you told me that he was 8K, 8K or something, oh, okay, I'll take a look at 7% on whatever, 5% on Lamette. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. When I, when I see Muncie and Bellinger and Seeger and Peterson and all these guys at the lineup, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the Dodgers as here's another slate where no one plays the Dodgers again because they don't want to play against Nelson Lamette. Probably rightfully so, because I mean, Mookie Betts is six thousand. What's going on here? What? Where are all the the prices on DraftKings are going up like the stock market's going up? Why is he six thousand? See, this prevents me from wanting to stack the, the Dodgers. How do you pay six thousand for bets against Lamette in San Diego? He might not even be in the lineup him. either. Well, if he's not he's in the lineup, with, it makes it easy. Yeah, he's dealing with a finger injury. Well, even better. So if he's in the lineup, he's not going to be able to swing the bat very well. Okay. But it, the, I don't mind playing the Dodgers every day when no one wants to play the Dodgers because someone else better is on the slate. But I, I had, how do you stack this team with uh, Muncie and Betts? But I mean, I don't mind playing the lefties as one-offs against Lament. Listen, I haven't got my Dodgers stack in yet this weekend. It's only Tuesday, so I'm going to have to throw a Dodgers stack out there today. So, um, Do you have any interest in the Padres? Not at their prices. Fam, Tatis, they're over 5K. They're playing in San Diego against uh, – may may not be a pitcher I want to roster, but I'm – I don't, I don't want to go – I don't want to go up against him on a 10-game slate where there's better options. I've been, like, super impressed um, by um, Gresham to start the season. And he was – I was really quickly – I was stalling – um he's 3k on Fanduel. he was like he's been like in the mid twos um i don't hate him on Fanduel. like he has shown power and speed upside so i think gresham is in play over there on Fanduel as a one-off but um even like i i think you could potentially look at the padres stack over on Fanduel just because like fam's 33 gresham's three myers is cheap um everybody it seems like almost all these guys are cheap over there so tatis is 37 but, like, you're getting Manny Machado at 29. So, like, you can make a really strong Padres stack with a really top-end pitcher. So, I think over on FanDuel, they make a little bit more sense than DK at their prices. So, um, Astros and Diamondbacks, Christian Javier against Madison Bumgarner. Um, Christian Javier, any interest in him? Uh, I, 
I'm, I'm going to tell you, my favorite stack is in this game. All right. And it's because I think a lot of people are going to be playing Christian Javier. Yeah, like he if, looked good against the Dodgers. Well, that's the point that I'm saying. At 6,500, yeah. if he's that pitcher, he's the best pitching play point per dollar on the slate. If he's that pitcher. If he could go out and pitch six innings and eight strikeouts in 6,500 against the Diamondbacks, which I'm not scared of, right? But if, if he's that pitcher, then so be it. According to Vegas, this total's at nine and a half. Five for the Astros, 4.7 for the Diamondbacks. So at least their opening line doesn't give them as much credit as maybe the DFS community. So for this, like, I could see Javier being very popular. If he's not, then okay. Then I then then I don't mind playing him. But if he's going to come in, if people are going to want to play, people are going to want to stack cores, and they're going to need the money. So they're going to go, like, I'm going to take Woodruff at 8,300 and then Javier at 6,500 and then stack the hell out of cores. I see people doing that, which makes the Diamondbacks my favorite stack on the entire slate. All right, so you're ruining my mojo here. I actually liked him. Um no, no, I understand why you would like him, but yeah. we have a sample size of one game. Well, we have a minor league sample size of massive swing and strike rates and strikeout rates, but again, I I know the difference between pitching in high A ball and double A ball and coming up into the majors and throwing like a gym. Like his curveball's legit. I watched that game. Um, I watched a lot of it. I stacked against him a lot with the Dodgers that day, so I watched that game a lot. And like he has really good breaking stuff. So like, I, I want to – I just want to highlight that. If he is going to be super chalk, I'm with you. I understand completely why you would like, you know, looking at this team on, on the other side. And I will say this, too. I was looking at this before we got started. They hit curveballs really, really well. So, with that being his pitch, like, he threw it 35% of the time against the Dodgers righties and, like, almost 30% against lefties. Like, there you go. Like, that gives you your – out to like if you want to play the statistical side not just the the blender head style um you know I, I like to have some stats when blender's on so um yeah I, I think he has some upside I really do but um I completely understand why Arizona is a team that you like and then Bumgarner on the other side <laughs> yeah I guess the Astros get out of here like Madison Bumgarner three years ago at 7,200, I would have played him against anybody. This is not Madison Bumgarner three years ago. And anybody that's been playing MLB DFS for a long time, you have to remember that when you look at $7,200 Madison Bumgarner because this is just not the same guy. Um, and like, I, I just can't do it. Like, he should have dominated Texas and he didn't. Like, this is a much tougher start. Like, this team just doesn't strike out against left handed pitching. And, Maybe we'll see numbers drop a little this year without banging on trash cans and stuff, but I can't do it, Bumgarner here. Uh, do you have any interest in the Astros? Well, they finally priced up Brantley. I mean, it's lefty-lefty, 3900 I don't mind Guriel, Correa. I mean, you could make an Astros stack, but, I mean, Springer's 5400 Altuve's 5300 Bregman's 5000 So it's like you're going to be playing the Astros instead of Coors, which is going to make them lower-owned. And maybe people don't want to stack against Bumgarner, but they do have a five-run total. So I'm not I'm not against it. It, it. I don't play Bumgarner, but I don't necessarily stack against him. But, uh, you know, d- d- depending on the ownership, the Astros could be on my radar. Yeah. Um, I think they're in play. I, I want to see what their ownership is. If, like, people still have that, like, mindset of, like, I don't want to stack against Bumgarner. I've already stacked against him a couple times this year, like, both starts. So, I'll do it again. Like, if they're going to be really low-owned, like, Houston has massive upside against any team. So, um, and then I'll let you um, tell us why you like Arizona. Like, you kind of already talked about it, like, outside of just pitch, taking the team that's going to be facing a guy that could be potentially massive chalk. That's pretty much it. Who's pay, who's paying fifty five hundred for Kettle Marte? No one. Who's pay, who's paying Sterling Marte? Five thousand. No one. No one's paying these prices. Escobar, okay, four thousand. Calhoun, forty four hundred. Right. Christian Walker, forty four hundred. I mean, it's not it's not a cheap stack. So that's going to lower their ownership. It really that my my the reason why I want to play the Diamondbacks is purely based on people's perception of Christian Javier. If he's the if he's the real deal, I w- I'd much rather play Javier and play none of the Diamondbacks. But since 
I don't know that. If Javier, if I see Javier ownership at like 32% on a 10-game slate, the Diamondback stack is going to be like the 1%. I mean, it's going to be nothing. And would I rather stack against a, 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 a kid that may, with his second career start or something or stack against Corbin or Woodruff or any of the guys that have have a much bigger track record? If I get beaten, I get beaten. It's not like I'm going to be playing them in 30% of my lineups. But I don't mind running, you know, if I'm playing 100 lineups and I'm running 5 to 10 Diamondback stacks, I can run 5 to 10 Diamondback stacks and still run 5 to 10 lineups with Javier in them also, just in case he does put up a 25-point game and I'll need him at 32% ownership. So really, it's not a matter of I love the Diamondbacks or I hate Javier. It's just that, I, it, to me, a one-game, for him to be over-owned on a one-game sample size just seems like the spot to exploit. Yeah, I completely understand that. I just the season's been ice cold to start the season, and good even so, lower ownership. Maybe I'm the only one who'll play them. <laughs> Maybe they just man, they have been ice cold. So Escobar profile is amazing against him, but he struck out more than Gary Sanchez this season. So we'll see. I play a lot of Gary Sanchez. He <laughs> <laughs> was four percent down tonight. Of course, he put up a zero, but I mean, whatever. Listen, I have I have not played Sanchez yet this season, so like I'm just gonna keep fading him until he beats me. At this point, so. I'm gonna keep on owning him until he's. I'm the only one that has him, and then I beat everyone. <laughs> Texas at Oakland, Lance Lynn against Jesus Lazardo. Um, any interest here in Lance Lynn? I think he's he's my favorite pitcher on the slate. All right, he's the only he's the, the, to me. I look at Lance Lynn. Uh, I'm not particularly scared of Oakland. There are strikeouts in that lineup, and Lance Lynn is like the only pitcher I've seen since they've started that the Rangers have no problem having him go out and throw as many pitches as he wants. And especially in the time where they're keeping, you know, pitch counts low for a lot of starters, 9,900 for a pitcher that has pitched 106 and 108 pitches. Like the A's have a 4.2 implied run total. Uh, Pitching in Oakland is great for pitchers. Uh, I I don't want to play the A's. So why not play Lance Lee? He could, Lance Lee could get seven, eight strikeouts. He could pitch seven innings in this game. So I, I consider Lynn to have the highest upside on the slate just simply for the fact that maybe he could pitch 110, 115 pitches. I like Lance Lynn a lot here. I stacked Oakland a lot, um, you know, on Monday. But I don't mind, you know, again, it's a new slate. Like, you know, you have to play slate by slate. Like, this is – I think it's a great spot for Lance Lynn. Like – when you're when you're considering options in this range, like you know, Lynn is probably my favorite pitcher up here. I like Giolito a lot too, um, depending on what that lineup looks like. But yeah, like I'm paying most of the time here. I'm paying for Lance Lynn over Corbin. Um, but I think both those guys are great pitchers on the great options. Um, and then on the other side. <sighs> Listen, we have a really, 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 really small sample on Lazardo. Um, yeah. From what we've seen so far is, like, he has brilliant strikeout upside at times, but I don't think he's going to pitch, like, more than 85 pitches this season in any start. So I'm, I'm iffy. Um, he's 7,600. He has a ceiling. And Texas does strike out a lot against left-handed pitching. You can make an argument if he comes in sub five on projected ownership. Yeah, I'm looking at Texas and they have a 3.4 implied run total. It's the lowest on the slate. And I'm looking at Lizardo going at seven. I mean, I just wish he was cheaper because I know he's not going to pitch. I mean, I can't put him at more than 80 pitches. So, like, do I want to play? Because he's, he's the same price as Hendrick. Like, Hendricks could go out and pitch 110 pitches. Like, it's just one of those things where I'd love to play him if, if, if he was, if he was 6,600, okay, maybe then I could do it. I mean, I'd probably still play him over Dustin May at the, at the same price. I'd probably still play him over, over uh, Matt Shoemaker, but it's still, it's really, it's really tough for me. I know it's a great matchup and a great ballpark, but he's having to be really super efficient for me to get the large field GPP ceiling to, to, I mean, I already like Lynn on the other side. So, I mean, I, is he even going to qualify for the win, even if they do get ahead? So, like, yeah, if he, if he comes, if he's low owned, if he's sub 5% owned, maybe I do sprinkle a little in. But it's just, it's hard. It's just like Dustin May. Like, I like Dustin May. But it's hard. Like, if you, if you can't, if you, 
if I can't guarantee you're going to get the five innings, even when you, know, when you pitch well, how do I play you in DFS? So here's the thing that I like about Lizardo. He throws gas. He can't throws gas. Like, he throws upper 90s. So, like, he came back from injury last year, and, like, this would be his first major league start. Like, he's pitched at the bullpen. Um, like, this would be his first major league start. Like, I like him. I, I really do. Um, I'm with you. I wish he was cheaper, but I could see the reason why he's low-owned is because there's so many guys in this range. So, He's a guy that I definitely have interest in, you know, going into the slate. I really want to see what his ownership looks like. And um, I, I really think he could post a really strong strikeout number in this game. Uh, do you have any interest in the Rangers bats? I don't think I've, I don't think I'm, I may not roster a single bat in the entire game. Yeah. I don't love this game. I'm with you. Like Hinman might be interesting at 2.2 K as an outfielder. Um, but he stinks. So like, yeah. <laughs> He's he he's cheaper than Lewis Brinson, so that should say a lot. Yeah, and then like on Oakland, they're, they're all priced up. Like Semyon's over five K, Lorino, um, Loriano, whatever the name is. I'm just getting tired. Chapman's over five K. Like they're all kind of priced up here. So, like even if I liked an Oakland stack here, like by the time I get done stacking it, I'm paying like the prices of some of these other teams that I like more. Right, Chris Davis hit a dong tonight, which means did he? That did he? Yes, he did. Oh, I've been fading him. I didn't know he actually hit a home run. Right. I didn't get all my money back. I have all the money I lost last season. I didn't play him today. I should have. I have all the in. Oakland stacks too, and I can't believe he hit a home run. There you go. But no, that was no, the, that was, that's what started that big inning. All right. So, um, all right, Angels and Mariners to finish us off here. Andrew Heaney against Justin Dunn. Um, listen, I played Heaney in this spot last time. And they let him go. I think it was like 60. He was at like 62 pitches. He walked the first batter to start the inning and they pulled him. And then the reliever came in and got shelled. I think we could see Heaney go a little bit deeper in this game. I'm not saying he's going to go 95, 100 pitches. I think he could go 80 pitches, but he's still 8K and he needs to be more efficient. Like he's his walks are way down right now, but like he's still running counts up so much. Um, I like Heaney here. It's more of I just don't trust the Seattle bats whatsoever. Right. Well, Seattle's a really crappy offense. The problem with Heaney is that Joe Madden's the manager, and who knows what's yep. going to happen. You get Joe Madden, right? Oh, he wanted to move it at eight thousand. There, yeah, I could sprinkle in some Heaney. I've no, I, I, I've been playing Heaney in the past in, in the, the season. The, the problem is, is that we, it's, it's not like we're, we're at a, we have, don't have AK pitchers to play. So like Hendricks is there and Woodruff is there. I mean, we have tons of AK pitchers that I'm not going to go overboard on Heaney, but maybe that means that people will be scared off of him. Maybe Heaney comes in lower own because of the past starts and he only been like, oh, they, they take a look and they go, oh, he only pitched 64. Like, he has that leash. It's more of the fact that Joe Madden just, just micromanages himself to death. So Maybe he I mean, learned a lesson last start, though. Like He didn't learn a lesson for the Cubs. He did it all year. And he, come on, come on. He's never going to learn his lesson. Trash. Um, listen, on the other side of this slate, we on the other side of this game, we got Justin Dunn. Uh, Justin Dunn in the minor leagues – had decent strikeout stuff, but everything he has done in the majors so far has been, I'm going to walk everyone and I can't throw strikes. So against a patient angels team with Mike Trout expected to be back in the lineup. I have a lot more interest in the angels than I do in Justin Dunn. 6,200 baby narrative, right? Oh, I don't even care him. what his price is. Like you don't care baby narrative. First baby too. I'm pretty sure. Are you going to really pay 6200 You're going to pay more for him than anyone in cores? If I'm going to pay up for a bat that's not in cores, why not take the best hitter in baseball? Okay, why not? Okay, that against sounds the good. Worst, against the worst, probably the worst pitcher on the slate, if not top bottom three. Terrible why, bullpen why for Seattle. Why can't I just take Justin Upton for 3K cheaper for four strikeouts? Well, listen, I think you could play I, – I honestly, I think, like, this stack is a late-night hammer. I don't know if I'd go full five-man, but it also depends, like, if Otani is in there or not either. Like, he could be out a long time, so we'll see. 
Yeah, the the, the stack. I, I I mean, with Otani not in the lineup, it's going to get a very the bottom of this lineup is going to be very watered down. But I mean, if you want to stack against Heaney, the the Mariners probably are the cheapest stack on the entire slate. If you want the vomitest of vomited stacks, even more so. Like, come on, the Marlins are in the mid four Ks. Yet yeah, in the, in the Mariners, I mean, Nola's twenty nine hundred. Evan White is thirty three thousand. Marmalejos is twenty four hundred. These are really horrible baseball players, though. So just understand, it's the type of thing where I look at and go. Wow, I could get a stack for like 16K of people that are in the top of the order against Heaney, who does have fly ball problems. And the Angels is, you know, oh, they're playing in Seattle. Okay. I, I thought, like, oh, maybe they're playing in, in, in California and that'll be better. Okay. Maybe, maybe I don't want to play the Mariners anymore. Uh, I could, I could, if you wanted a vomit stack, sure. But I'd be much more likely to play the Mariners if Heaney was owned. But I just don't think Heaney's going to be that owned with all the 8K options available at pitcher. Yeah, outside of just playing pure ownership, I don't really have a ton of interest in Seattle. So, uh, listen, like you have Joe Madden and you have a terrible bullpen. So there's always, there's always that when you're stacking against the Angels this season. So uh, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K uh, to get six or more strikeouts on this slate. Okay, I have to get used to the morning grind game again. I forgot, forgot all about it. You're right, the morning grind game. How did I, how did I forget? So uh, under 8K? To get more than something six okay. six strikeouts. Oh, that, oh, you you really? Oh, do I really want to say Hendricks? He did it in one start, but I don't I don't trust him again. But there's really no one else. I mean, what am I? I'll hedge my bets. I'll say Christian Javier just because I'm going to stack against him. So at least I get one of them right. <laughs> Morning ground game is more important. Uh, I'm going to take Lazardo. Like I said, I really do think he like he has massive strikeout upside in this start. Um, over 8K to go under 15. Um, who's your who's your bust of the day? Over 8K to go under 15. Over 8K. Well, it depends on if the bat likes Giolito. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Lamette against the Dodgers. All right, that was who I was gonna take too. Um, you tell you take Lamette, I'll take Giolito. I'm gonna go. I, I I side with Cardi more often than not. I'm just gonna expect Giolito to not be projected well. All right, you saved me time because I had no idea who I want to pick. Um, give me a home run over 4K that's not in course. Well, you're gonna take Mike Trout, right? No, I don't, take. Take, I don't ever take the expensive guys. But it's over 4K, right? Yeah, I know, but I like to find guys in the low 4K. I like to. But he's outside of cores and he had a baby. You just said before that he's like the bed, the lock of the slate. Come on. You don't even take him in your own game? I try not to be super chalky. If you don't think. I don't think he's going to be chalky. I don't think people are going to play him in 6,200 with cores on the slate. All right. Um, why, Why am I so emphatic on who you take? I didn't even choose. I know. I thought you were trying to buy yourself time. Well, I am buying myself a little bit of time. Well, okay, I gotta, I gotta bet against myself again. I have to do it both ways. Since I took Christian Javier for one of them, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the overpriced Kettle Marte as my non-cores home run. All right, I'll take Trout. If you don't think he's gonna be chalky, I'll take Trout. Um, give me an under 4K hitter to get two or more hits on the slate. Oh boy, it's not the. I can't believe I, I have to say it can't be the Marlins because they're not under 4K. How is that possible? I have no idea. <laughs> under 4K? There aren't that many hitters that are under 4K really on this slate. The bats are really priced up. Oh, I'm going to have to choose someone. I can't even find anyone. <laughs> <laughs> under 4K to get to. I'm gonna, I, 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 I thought it before. Probably not two hits, but a home run or something. Uh, Matt Adams against Shoemaker. That's, that's my guy. Uh... Oh, that was going to be your guy? That's okay. Um, let's see. I'll scroll down really quick. Yeah, that was who I was going to take. Yeah, it's um, hard to find 4K guys underneath, right? Yeah, I didn't think he'd take him. Uh, hold on. There was another guy down here that I liked. Oh, um, Goodwin. Assuming that he plays with Otani, not expected to play. Give me Brian Goodwin against Justin Dunn. Like, he's 3,300. I think he's actually going to be someone that pops on projection models on the slate um so i like brian goodwin um give me a stack to score six or more runs 
That's not Coors. That no, we can't ever take Coors. Well, of course not. If not, we would have taken Herman Marquez if we could take Coors. Right. Stacks to score six or more runs. Yep. Uh, I'm going to guess who you're going to take. You're going to take the Braves, right? I was going to take Atlanta. I like okay, it. So, so you're going to take the Braves because I'm like, okay, I'll take the Braves. I'm like, no, Stevie's going to take the Braves. So I got to take can... someone else. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who do I take? I'll, no, I'll take the Astros against uh, Bumgarner. All right. I like that one. Yeah, I'm going to take Atlanta. I like Atlanta a lot today. Uh, over, under, against the spread pick, anything standing out to you here? Um, we're trying to keep that shark side streak rolling. I actually lost mine. I had the, the over in the Minnesota game, and it ended at nine. I had nine and a half. So back what's to zero. The, what's the over, under, on Andrew Heaney's pitch count? Um, I would set it at 80. 80? Wow, I'm taking the under. I don't trust Joe Madden at all. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone that's new, Blender does not. Um, he always – he likes to throw different curveballs here. Um, I throw, I throw tri- tricky pop prop bets that don't exist because I'm not even looking at betting lines, so I have no idea what 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 I would like to begin with. Um, I'll take the money line in the Washington game. Give me Washington minus one thirty nine um, against Stephen Matz. I think that line is a little low. I'll take Patrick Corbin in Washington, one minus one thirty nine money line. Um, I'm actually going to take that as my sharp side lock if it's up. If not, I'll check it in the morning. Oh, it is up one forty. I'm going to take that one. So, locking in Washington minus one forty on sharp side to get my streak back going. Blender, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No. If if anyone hasn't checked out my my audio course that that came out, theoryofdfs.com, fifteen hours of audio of me teaching you uh, the game theory of DFS. So check that out if you want. Yeah, make sure you check that out. Definitely can learn a lot, um, you know, from theories to everything. So you'll you'll see why I stack the Marlins and the Diamondbacks against Javier when Javier is going to put up 32 points and make me look stupid. Yeah. It's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking some more baseball, assuming there's still a season. Hope everyone has an awesome, awesome day. And um, good luck in your contest. We'll see you then.